With me, Chris Mack, alongside J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez. This is BetQL Daily, and yes, we've got GTFO, or oh yeah. And look, uh, to all the usual BetQL Daily fans, this is new. You're like, who is this Chris Mack guy, and what is he bringing to the show? What is this thing? GTFO, or oh yeah. Real simple. Paul has got a list of items. He will read the item, and then J-Rod, we will each say whether we... This is terrible. It makes no sense. GTFO with that. Or we love it. Oh, yeah. And again, your oh, yeah can range from a simple, understated, oh, yeah, all the way up to a Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or if you really, really love something, you go with the Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. All the way deep down there if you really love it. So we've got a list of about half a dozen items, and Paul will serve them up to us. And we will tell you whether we think it's GTFO or oh yeah. Paul, would you like to get us started, sir? Let's do it. It's the the event of the day of the week, kind of. Uh, but the home run derby. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they are there's now like a home run derby chain for the winner. So J Rod, I'll start with you as someone who comes from the land of the turnover chain down there in South Florida. Are you in on the home run derby chain? GTFO or oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Listen, the more are you kidding me? I'm Cuban and I live in Miami. The more the <laughs> bling, the better. The thing weighs three pounds. It's got a thousand stones. Hell yeah, my friend. Anything to get these guys more involved. And literally, I would show up at the airport the next day traveling to my next city or with that thing around my neck absolutely hell yeah see just for the sake of argument here and i do generally agree with j-rod i like the idea of adding more fun to the home run derby like we talked about earlier mlb's got to embrace the younger audience i will say this this is right up there artwork wise with the big mural they used to have in center field down in miami at lone depot park or whatever it's called now (laughs) this they could have done it maybe a little, not classier, because it's bling. It's like it's like something Flavor Flav would have worn back in the day. It's a big spinner, and it's got it, – but it, they look like cubic zirconias. They look like Rob Manfred went down to Jared and used his, his visa to pick this thing up for like 150 bucks. Nonetheless, I appreciate the effort. So on value, I'll say GTFO, but on principle, oh, yeah. Yeah, and that mural is just, still there, by the way. They just put it in the parking lot of, of Lone Depot. Really? It's still there. It really still is there. still there? No oh, yeah. It's, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's the one outside mark. Okay, yeah. I saw it when yeah. it was inside in all its glory or whatever you want to oh, call yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that was um, <laughs> All right. Hideous. Yeah. So, all right, Chris, going to your neck of the woods now. Uh, the mm. Pirates make LSU's Paul Skeen's number one overall pick. So, GTFO or oh, yeah. The Pirates will win a World Series in the next five years. Man, this brings me back to the age-old advice we all give ourselves when we sit down to make a bet, right? Am I betting with my heart or am I betting with my head? And if I bet with my heart, I say, yes, I envision a postseason rotation of Paul Skeens and Mitch Keller and, I don't know, they got a young guy in the minors now, Quinn Priester, who's on the verge of being called up and... I see it all playing out in front of me, and it's before Andrew McCutcheon retires, so he finally gets to realize the dream and gets a ring in what has become his adopted hometown, and we all celebrate 
particularly me, because I was in diapers the last time this team won a World Series. Maybe I even put on a diaper again in celebration. Who knows? But whatever it may be, the Pirates, I will. I'll, I'll drink so much, I'll, I'll need another diaper because my head tells me, no, as much fun as Paul Skeens is going to be for, the, for Pirate fans over the next five to ten years, they will not win a World Series. So I say GTFO. My hope is that, oh, yeah, they will – They'll at the very least be back in the postseason in the next couple of years. But asking Paul Skeens to drag this organization kicking and screaming to a World Series title, I hope he's the next Steven Strasburg. That's why they, they should have taken him where they did first overall, and they didn't screw that up. So good on the Pirates and Ben Charrington for not screwing up the first pick. But I'll say GTFO, they do not win a World Series in the next five years. Yeah, I, I... I'm going to agree with you there. I'll get all the way out of here with that GTFO. Yeah, I mean, listen, now, if, if they are going to do it, this a five-year window, because as soon as Paul is eligible for arbitration or free agency, he gone, because I don't see any mm-hmm. sort of a, a payment plans or any sort of a, of ponying up that, that ownership's going to do out there in Pittsburgh, which is a damn shame, because it's a great visual experience watching a game out there at, at PNC Park. Yeah, uh, no, no way. They, they, they're sort of on the Marlins schedule. you got to do it in this window, and if you don't do it, they're not going to do it in Pittsburgh. So I'm going to say GTFO. Sorry, Buckos. Not to twist that knife, but that Sid Bream slide is like one of my most vivid oh. childhood baseball memories. Like that was a yeah, weird relationship with the Pirates in baseball. But it's fun when they're good and when they're they're in the mix. But we'll see. Uh, all right, J. Rod, we'll start with you. The 2020, 2022, that's how you say this, right? Yeah, 2022 NBA draft <laughs> class will end up being better with the Jabari Smiths, the Palo Bancaros, the Chet Holmgrens, who's going to be playing really his first basketball now. Uh, we'll end up being better than the 2023 NBA draft class with the Wembys of the world. GTFO or oh yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how you weigh that as well. Like if Wemby is a stud um, and weigh them against each other. So GTFO or oh yeah, 2022 NBA draft class versus 2023. I'm going to say GTFO that 2022 will be better than 2023 because Wemby will be a generational type player. As soon as that kid eats, puts some mayonnaise on his sandwiches and grows into that seven, four and, and, and starts banging around inside, you know, with, with guys, I think the, the problem is for 2022, for all those guys that you mentioned, 20 Wemby will be the star of 2023, which would be kind of unfair for the other guys in, in this draft. But I think he will be the recognizable face because he is, it'll be such a generational talent and that will make 2023 better than 2022. So I will say uh, GTFO on 22 being better than 23. I am saying, Oh yeah. Macho man time. Oh yeah. 2022 <laughs> NBA draft class will eclipse the 2023 NBA draft class because it feels like there's at least a handful of guys from the 2022 class who I think have a shot at competing for titles down the line based not just off their talent profile and how good they are, but the teams they'll be on. Like the the Kings and their ascension in the last calendar year and Keegan Murray being a part of that, bang, there's one right off the Right off the drop. Then you've got the teams that will rise in the next year or two or maybe three with Vancaro in Orlando, Ivy in Detroit, 
at Jabari Smith, who Paul mentioned in Houston, who feels like they're, they're starting to put some things together. I like each of those teams to sort of take over as older teams start to age out over the next two to three seasons. So each and every one of them, I'm in on them being in there in, say, conference finals series at some point in the next four to five years. I just think overall we're going to see more more done by the 2022 draft class. It's not necessarily anything against Wemby. I think Victor Wembanyama, like you said, J-Rod, is still going to be a generational talent. It just feels like so much of the 23 draft class is heaped on his, as you pointed out, very slight shoulders right now. I don't know. We're still, like you said, we're relying on him to to get a little bigger, maybe get a little tougher, develop some post moves, uh, not just be, like I talked about earlier, the 16-foot J guy from from the outside. I, I, I still have, as much as I think he's going to be very good, and look, he's in pop system, he's in San Antonio, great place to be. I think we're probably asking just a little too much from Wemby to carry the entire draft class. So give me the 2022 draft class right now. All right, you guys are on opposite sides of this one. So this next one is polarizing for generations. Wheel of Fortune execs reportedly think Vanna White is replaceable. Chris, GTFO or oh yeah? Huh, huh, huh. What's the Taylor Swift song? We never go out of style. I, the classics <laughs> never go out of style. GTFO, Vanna White is not replaceable. What, you think you're going to make over the entire show now because Sajak's hanging up the wheel? Get out of here. Vanna is a classic. Look, it doesn't take a ton of skill to do what Vanna does. I'll grant you that. It, it, you don't even flip the letters anymore. She simply just touches the letters. If you're a kid, if you're old like me and J-Rod, you remember when she actually had to physically grab the little thing and spin it around and the letter would light up. No, she just, bing, just a touch screen now. It's not even a real touch screen. I've seen it before where she goes to touch it and the thing doesn't light up because some technical director in the back forgot to push a button. Anyway, you cannot replace Vanna White. She is Wheel of Fortune as much as Pat Sajak is. You've got to keep Vanna around. It's like... It, if you get rid of a franchise quarterback, he walks the, walks off into the sunset, you keep the rest of the team around. Maybe the offensive line stays intact so you can slowly turn the page to the next generation. And I can't believe I just compared Vanna White to an offensive line, but I did. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune is not Wheel of Fortune without Vanna White, GTFO. Well, oh, no. oh yeah, I think it's time for Vanna to go. Yeah, because, oh, listen, what, Seacrest is going to get the gig. Seacrest is getting the gig. You can't have Vanna up there against Seacrest. Listen, listen. I think we all came of age when we saw Vanna White uh, in that Playboy issue, right? We all came of age right there and said, oh, Vanna White, thank you for your service. You've been an absolute icon in the game show business. It's time now to just chill, enjoy your work. And and get somebody get somebody else a chance. You know what I mean? We we need we need some fresh blood in there. Vanna's great. Vanna and Pat go together. You know, even if she was there for for Chuck Woolery. I think with Ryan, we got a new set of people. We needed some new blood in there. Uh, no no reflection on Vanna, but I think it's time to go. Could replace her with Maggie yeah. Sajak. Could be an option. Just putting it out oh, there. Okay. Oh, okay. Keep it in the I'm family. Saying. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See. Passing the okay. torch. Uh, this next one's interesting. You never know how these are going to work out. Like when these uh, guys that have been like media friendly during their career make the move onto the booth or into the booth or the desk in this uh, regard. So GTFO or oh yeah, 
J.J. Watt will be a huge upgrade to the NFL on CBS desk, J-Rod. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say GTFO, and here and here's why. CBS has always seemed to be like the, even though even though they've got Nance and Hello Friends and everything like that, their show seems to always come up short when when it comes to to, to of, of all the other pregame shows. Um, I think they're. I, I love Nate Burleson. I, I love what he brings. I love the energy he brings to it. I don't know if JJ Watt's got that much of a personality, to be honest with you. You need somebody that's got personality, either through their wardrobe or their opinions. I don't see him as a hot take guy. Now, if if you want to do some demos and have him blow guys up, and, and in terms of of how to how to block or how to rush that stuff, but uh, I don't think so. GTFO, get Vanna White on there. I'd rather see that. <laughs> What if JJ flipped the letters on Wheel of Fortune and then did anyway? Uh, I, JJ, see, what? I, I say, oh yeah, I think he's going to be a huge upgrade, particularly if they replace Sims with JJ Watt. I don't know if that's what they're going to do or not. Phil Sims has run the course; he had a great career, yada yada. He and Boomer are basically the same thing. Right. Uh, oh, find me middle-aged white guy quarterbacks from the '80s, and uh, we don't need two of them. One of them, and then. Throw J.J. Watt, a guy who recently retired in there. And I'll tell you why I think J.J. does have the personality to pull this off, J-Rod, because of the three Watt brothers, he got all, literally, all the personality. That family, as someone who has talked to both T.J. and Derek in the Steelers locker room, T.J.'s a great guy. Derek's very nice, too. Nice, Nice guys. It's like talking to a sheet of drywall. No, thank you. J.J. got all the personality in the Watt family. He soaked it all up. I don't know. Maybe he beat it out of his younger brothers when they were little kids and stole it from them. But I think J.J. Watt is actually going to be pretty good on the CBS, uh, NFL on CBS desk. So I say, oh, yeah, huge upgrade. All right. Running up against it. But one more for you. Gladiator 2 is filming in Europe. GTFO or oh, yeah. Sequels are never as good as the original Chris. This is absolutely, oh yeah, sequels, never. The only instance where sequels are as good as the original are, the only one I can think of is, Rocky had a couple moments here and there where the whole films weren't as good as the original, but you had your moments, right? Everybody loves the speech in Moscow after he beats Drago. The Creed series has been fantastic. I consider that an offshoot of Rocky, so... But very rarely, especially 20 years later, do you get a sequel that's as good as the original. So, oh, yeah, the sequel never good as the original. The greatest sequel of all time was Godfather 2. That's it. End of discussion. No more Godfather 2, and that's it. And to quote uh, Gladiator, I'm going to put my thumb all the way down, and I'm going to (laughs) say, oh, yeah. It is BetQL Daily. He's J-Rod. I'm Chris Mack. And coming up next, the MLB Survivor Poll. Down to less than 100 people. J-Rod and Paul, they're two of them. So what do they do this week on an All-Star Week? Strategy gets interesting with just three or, in a couple of cases, four games to play. This is BetQL Daily. In for Ed, Joe, and Aaron. He's Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. It's all presented by BetMGM right here on the BetQL Network.